Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited to share episode number 97 of our podcast with you. Today is a very special episode. You're going to hear from Coach Carl Pointer and his wife, Laurel. Carl is currently the assistant head football coach, cornerback coach for Coppell Cowboys football, and also the head boys track coach. He and Laurel have been married for 21 years, personal friends of both Sarah and mine. We've known them for over 21 years. I'm excited for you to hear their their story. They're an amazing couple with a huge heart of reaching student-athletes for Christ through coaching. And Laurel has a deep passion for encouraging and reaching coaches' wives. I can't wait for you to hear from them, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Carl and Laurel. Sure, we're happy to be here. You bet. So I would like each of you to start, just tell just a little bit of brief background, maybe where you grew up, a little bit about your families growing up. Um, Well, I grew up in Dallas. Um, I am am a fifth-generation Texan, so I've been here all my life, um, which I think gives me my love for Texas high school football and all things football-related. And went to First Baptist Academy, kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, Then I actually went away to college and then moved on to D.C. for a few years. Um, Then found an awesome football coach and came home and got married. (laughs) Yeah, and for me, my, my dad was Air Force, so I kind of traveled all around, uh, you know, spent probably most of our time in New Mexico, but uh, got to travel and live in Europe for, in Germany for several years, and so uh, um, just had a great time, went to Eastern New Mexico University there in Portales, and uh, when I graduated, I had my teaching degree, but wasn't ready to go teach yet, um, and actually had an opportunity to go work with the youth ministry, so uh, the Dawson McAllister Student Conferences, so that's kind of where I started, and then I met her in uh, Washington, D.C. at a conference. That's what I was going to say. I mean, for people that listening that don't know, um, we, I knew Carl before he was a coach, and he I was volunteering through a church driving a van when he was working with Dawson McAllister Youth Ministries, and that, that's how they met. So, Laurel, won't you tell the story of meeting Carl? Um, sure. Um, so, like Stuart was saying, he and I both went to the same church, and we worked a lot with the youth um, in our church and uh, with that came the privilege of getting to do tours around D.C. for our youth minister. Uh, Stuart was in the Air Force and had great um, connections with the Pentagon. And I was working uh, for NASA in the White House. And we had another friend who was working on the Hill for a senator. So we always got to be the tour guides when different groups came to town. And one weekend, he reached out to us and asked us if we would do a tour. (laughs) And we politely declined, as we had done tours for the past three weekends for him, and we were kind of over it. Um, And he said, Alan was saying, trust me, Laurel, you need to do this one tour. (laughs) And so I um, looked at our friend Christy and Stuart, and they're like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. And um, at the end of that night, after we were supposed to return the church vans by... 7 p.m., and it was 1 o'clock in the morning when we actually returned the vans. Uh, Our youth minister said, so what do you think? And I said, well, there's this one guy. And he said, yeah, his name's Carl Pointer. And I (laughs) literally pulled out his business card because there were 20-something of them and only the three of us. And I said, yeah, that's him. And he goes, I told you it was worth it. Um, And then the rest is kind of history. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we were there, and I, I got to go to the Pentagon with you, and then uh, that, that evening we went to dinner, 
And so I was sitting next to her, and then on the other side of her at that time was Chris Tomlin before he was really well known. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we went and saw the all the the monuments and sites that night, and I was just kind of like, hey, this is this is somebody I, I kind of like. And so uh, we flew back to Dallas and uh, called her, and then. Um, Sent her flowers for her birthday, which was like two weeks later, and I actually got them to the correct NASA building and everything, and uh, we just started the whole relationship over the phone, and that was back when there was no free long distance, and you're paying for your long distance, and so uh, several hundred, you know, hundred dollar phone bills, mm-hmm. and it's, hey, it's your turn to call, no, your turn to call. <laughs> um, it kind of evolved. Uh, went back up. This was in April when we met. Yeah. Uh, went back up in July for the Fourth of July, and and met and we hung out, and then by the end of August she moved back to Dallas. Uh, by October we were engaged, and the following July we got married. Wow! So, yeah, it before was, texting, before yeah. texting, before <laughs> FaceTime, yes. before all of that, before so. unlimited voice and text. Yes, it was still dial up back then. <laughs> yeah. So and then through. Through that, or soon after y'all met, Carl, you went into coaching. Yeah. So why, why coaching at that point? Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, with youth ministry, it was, it was a great job and it was a great opportunity, but it, was, it wasn't something that I could truly, you know, feed our family on and, mm-hmm. and, and make our family support. And I had my teaching degree from New Mexico, and so uh, it's something I always wanted to do. You know, I had, I had great coaches that built into me, and so I uh, wound up going to coaching school. Uh, found out that hey there's this thing convention called coaching school because I was new to Texas didn't know anything about it show up with my resume uh, at Fort Worth and uh, all of a sudden I got people just you know asking me for hey you need to come here you need to come here you need to come here and because I was a science teacher and so I had probably 20 or 30 different schools going no you need to come here you come here Uh, and I wound up picking my first job at Fort Worth Dunbar Um, that really kind of started my coaching career and from there, I've bounced around a couple places, but um, it's been good. And you've been here at Coppell how many years? Uh, this is this will be my 11th year here Eleven. at Coppell and uh, my 23rd year overall. So for those that – we have a lot of listeners outside of Texas. So talk about being a high school coach in the state of Texas and the pressure that could be associated. Wow. Uh, you know, when they, when they talk about, you know, football is religion in Texas, <laughs> I mean, it really – you know, the whole faith, family, football, it, it's probably about that close in order. Football bounces around somewhere, maybe between two and three, depending upon uh, the time. But it, it, it is, it is uh, there's a lot of pressure. You know, the one thing here in Texas uh, to coach uh, in, in the public schools, you have to be an actual teacher. You have to be a public school employee. So um, not only are you coaching your sport, you're teaching a class within there. Um, you know, I teach science. So I'm a chemistry teacher. And so it, there's a lot of pressure there. You're not only performing in the classroom, but also, you know, uh, performing on the field. And, and just like the colleges, we're at that point now where, you know, if, if you're not winning and it's successful, um, they'll, they'll ask you to leave and you're looking for another job. And so there is a lot of pressure here in Texas for that. And so what role does your faith play in your coaching? And then do you feel any resistance from the administration, parents, players? You know, my, my faith is huge because, you know, God has always opened every job for me. I've never felt like I've been without a job or, or panicked about a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I honestly haven't moved around a whole lot. I, I was at Fort Worth Dunbar for two years. Uh, then I went to Irving Cistercian, a private school, for three. And then I was at Plano East for seven. And then I've been here for 11 now. So, um, you know, in every job that I've taken, 
the door's been open for me. You know, I, it wasn't that I was looking for a job. It just kind of got opened the door and mm-hmm. said, hey, this is where you need to be. And so our faith is huge in this. You know, and I think anytime you're dealing with kids and I'm building into their lives, my faith is huge because I want to pass that on to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think the players are very receptive. Um, you know, unfortunately, with this day and age, sometimes the, the administration, they back you to a point, but we're, we've become so legal um, where we, you know, we had situations where, you know, hey, you, you can't pray with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes it takes one parent to spark something. Uh, and, and that's kind of where we are. But, you know, I'm going to be bold. And if I'm going to be fired for it, then I'd rather be fired for that than not speaking. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. I was talking to, I think it was Coach Melson at Mansfield Legacy, and he just said you gotta, you got to ask yourself, are you trusting Jesus for the school administration? Mm-hmm. And if you're truly trusting Jesus, then if you get fired, you get fired. Yeah, right? exactly. It's easier said than done. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, when, you, yeah. when, when you're waiting on that bill to pay and all that. But, yeah. I mean, the reality is uh, I'm not going to hide my faith. Uh, and so... Uh, That's good. No, as a, especially as a parent, that, that's <laughs> huge. So this next question is for both of you. Get your perspectives on coaching as a ministry. So you, you don't have kids of your own. So we've seen over the years, especially since you've been in Coppell, how you adopt position groups. Have them over for dinner, goodie bags. So, you know, talk about what that looks like from both of your perspectives. I think from my perspective, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, God didn't bless us with physical kids, but he blessed us with a team. And so I've got a bunch of kids that I can build into um, and, and really love on. And I get a new group every year. You know, the nice thing is, is I don't have to pay for college. But, but, but we've helped. But, you know, I was going to say. We have helped on a couple, though. But it's just, uh, it, it's, it's a neat way that God fulfills that, that, that void that we didn't, he, he didn't give us that one, but he gave us a different one. And so, um, you know, it's kind of nice sometimes when they're not yours, I can be that dad. I can mm. be that extra person that, you know, I can't speak to dad about this or mom about this, but what do you think coach and so to be there for them is huge and to have that trust mm-hmm. that they can come talk to me is huge in, in that idea so yeah um you know when we were um going through our infertility issues we were praying about what to do next and um, we didn't tell anybody that we were spending 40 days in prayer but we knew we were and um mm-hmm. throughout that time um i think there were seven different kids throughout that 40 days who came to us at some point with no prompting, um, except from the Holy Spirit, apparently, um, and said things like, hey, we can tell you things we can't tell our parents. Wow. Or we know if we get in trouble in the middle of the night, you're the one we call. Mm. Um, Or if we get in trouble, we turn to you um, because they may not have had a mom or a dad to turn to or that they could say things to us that they couldn't necessarily say to their parents. Um, And so I'm like, okay, God, I get it. You've given me a team. Um, and you give me a new team, like you said, every year. And it's not just the, the boys. We've gotten girls through, you know, FCA or through our film girls or through different things um, that we've gotten to do and just adopting some that from his classroom and, and really gotten to be a part of their lives. And that's where God has really fulfilled, you know, some of those desires of um, I got to go prom dress shopping, which is something I never thought I'd do. And I helped um, one of his former players um, move into college mm-hmm. and be there on move-in day and help decorate the dorm and, and do those sort of things that you just 
think that those are the things that you're going to miss along the way. Um, and so that's why we put those boys um, and sometimes even the girls on our Christmas card and because they're our family. Uh, and that's what it, it started kind of as a, as a joke when we were um, first married and everybody's having babies and putting their pictures on cards. I'm like, fine, I'll put my boys. <laughs> and then it kind of, it's become a tradition. Yeah. And one year when I said, hey, I don't think I'm doing cards this year, the uproar was amazing. Um, and so we did cards. Um, and it's just a tradition that we carry. And we even have... Um, kids now that when they move from JV to varsity, um, they'll look at us and they're like, that means we make the Christmas card, right? It's a big deal. Yeah. Make a pointer card. Um, or they go, that means we get to come to dinner. And I'm like, absolutely. And so we get to have those conversations with them. And um, especially when they're over at dinner, um, we can be really bold with our faith and tell them what we believe and why we believe it. And they come in and they see the pictures all across our house of our different teams and they see the script that we have, you know, in the house, and they, they know where we stand. Um, and I think that's really important because now that we have been in it long enough, um, we're seeing some of the fruits of that. And we're seeing that, you know, not only when they go to college, but we're getting wedding invitations mm. now. Um, and we're getting several other boys who've said, hey, we're going to propose, but we want you to meet her first. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, that shows that we are making a difference. And that's, I think, a struggle when you're first starting coaching and, you know, your husband's away a lot and the hours are crazy and you're home alone. Um, and you're like, okay, what are we in this for? You don't see that quick payoff, but you're going to see it. Five, ten, mm-hmm. even fifteen years yeah. later, um, and now you know we get to be. Uh, we said we're not old enough to be grandparents, so <laughs> to some of the ones that are married, having children, we're auntie coach and uncle coach. There you and, go. Um, yes. And so again, God is filling that void and um, that we thought we were going to be missing mm-hmm. forever. And I mean, modeling a godly marriage yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, they're getting to see that, which I don't know if every kid doesn't get that at home, right? Yeah, so that's, exactly. that's huge. Yeah, it is. So. Uh, that's very good. So what about um, another question that's going to be for, for both of you? So, Carl, I'll ask you first. Is there a, a kid or two that you think about through your years that you've seen God just use you in their life? Um, you know, I think I could probably look at several of them. You know, uh, going back to probably when I first started coaching at Fort Worth Dunbar, there are several of them that I, I can look back and I can go, I see the fruits now as, mm-hmm. as they've gone through uh, a kid named Tramel Allen, who we helped him fill out a college application. Wow. And now he's got a young daughter, and, and you know he texts me and says, hey, coach, here's, here it is. Uh, here's my family. I'm wow. doing well. I'm doing a graphic design. Um, so, uh, you know, I've got another one that I, I'm really involved with. Terrence Wheatley uh, was at Plano East, uh, played for Colorado, played for the Patriots and Belichick, and, and now is married and has two 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 beautiful daughters wow. that we stay in contact with. And you just see you see the little fruits and benefits from all of them. I mean, I think I, I could probably list a ton of them. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, but I, each one is different. Some of them are, you know, hey, coach, I you know the one the one uh, kid uh, that asked me to meet his girlfriend before he proposed said, coach, I want your opinion. That's you huge. Know? So it's it's definitely huge. Um, with that. What about you, Laurel, um, whether one of the kids or even maybe a coach's wife? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been fun to um, be that kind of seasoned wife. 
um, and to get to teach the younger wives. Um, and it's, uh, you know, teaching them what to say and when to say it or what not to say and when not to say it. Um, and I tease them all the time about learn by my mistakes. Mm. Um, you shouldn't say, well, if your son would run the play, my husband called. Not a good idea. Um, <laughs> So don't do that. Um, and just, you know, it's hard to sit in the stands and take it. And um, that that's when you learn sometimes that silence is golden. Um, and to teach them that, um, you know, it's not to react. And that, you know, as much as we want to guard them and take care of them, um, you know, your coach has it under control. And he will deal um, at the right time, at the right place, either with a student or with the parents. Uh, so, um, and I, I write a blog, um, mm -hmm. kind of about that kind of thing. Um, and just showing that you can have grace. Um, and, and that's one thing we learned from a former coach is that sometimes extra grace is required. And so just to, um, take that moment and take a deep breath and, um, we said inhale with Jesus and just, um, <laughs> you know, and, and extend that extra grace. And then that it goes a long way. Uh, and I've seen that pay off um, with some parents who were kind of frustrated with us when their son was on the team. Um, and then once their son hits college and they realize that we were in it for their benefit mm -hmm. and to support them, they come back and they're the ones that wouldn't necessarily look at or speak to me in the grocery store, but then are hugging me the next time they wow, see me. that's huge. Um, and then with the kids, um, you know, there were some of those conversations in the middle of the night that we had to have um, with uh, one girl in particular, and she was at a party, and we got wind of the party, and I said, my doorstep in 20 minutes. Hmm. Um, and she was on our doorstep in 20 minutes, and I got to have those conversations with her, and all that motherly advice my mother had said to me kind of spilled out. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and I said, right now it stays between you and me. And I knew her mother really well, and we were good friends. And I said, right now it stays here. But the next time, we're both going to be sitting on your mother's yeah. couch explaining. And when she graduated college, she spilled the beans to her mom and told her everything and said... I am the person now because Miss Pointer helps me get there. Wow. So That's huge. Yeah. Um, and her mom was like, I love the fact that you just handled that. And I said, we were going to confess one day, and apparently it's on the day she graduates college. So here we are. That's so. huge. That's very good. So, Carl, how do you balance the demands of the career of being a coach with being a husband? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I, I still don't know if I've even mastered it. Right. I mean, because the demands are so much. You know, when you're in the classroom for, you know, most of the day, then you've got your coaching before. You know, for us, we have meetings starting probably about 6 a.m. Uh, then we have practice in the morning. Then I go teach. Uh, then I have practice in the afternoon. And if I'm home by 6, that's that for us right now, that's a good night, you know. Um, and then it's putting in time with the family. And, and really, I think you have to be um, intent about it. You have to carve out time to say, hey, you know, we're going to have a date night. Uh, you know, when we're working all day Saturday or we're, we're working on Sundays, depending upon what's going on sport-wise. Uh, you have to just carve those special times out uh, and say, hey, this is our time. We're going to focus. We're going to go have dinner or whatever it might be. Maybe go to a movie, no matter how tired I am sometimes. That's what we have to do. Uh, but also, I think through the time, through, through the years, 
we've also learned and, and kind of created that 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 schedule for us. Um, you know, early on it was tough because you know when I first started coaching, one of the coaches I worked with, we were working seven days a week. You know, we worked all day Saturday, we worked all day Sunday, um, and so it, it was difficult trying to balance the load of being a great coach, being a great teacher, being a great husband. Um, but you have to you find balances, you find the time. Um, and, and you have to be intent about it. I mean, intentional. It just that's the only way it'll happen. So, Laurel, same question. Um, being a coach's wife is not easy either. You have a career, coach's wife, and this time of year in football season can be a job too. So, how do you balance all of that as well? Um, it is a balance, um, and I tease him all the time that growing up as an only child was great training because um, <laughs> you do spend a lot of time alone, um, and it's learning to be intentional with that time, um, and that looks very different um, whether you have kids or whether you don't. Um, so for me, um, I've learned to fill my time with um, you know, volunteering. Mm-hmm. Or uh, or writing and blogging um, and just finding different things to fill the time or even if it's um, knowing that we have another coach's wife who has small children and say hey can I babysit for you or can I take time for you so that you can run do errands or you can you know have thirty minutes of silence um, and that's what I recommend a lot of wives do when you do have small ones is to find. Um, Another coach who's either a wife who is like a seasoned wife or somebody else in your, um, in your group of wives that you can trade off um, and, and take time with so that you can take time with their kids and your kids and give them a free moment and then they can do in reverse. Uh, and we talk a lot about that um, in our coaches outreach small groups is even when he talks about finding date night. You know, date night doesn't have to be big, and right. um, and it doesn't have to be massive. Even if, you know, it's, oh, my gosh, can I drop the kids off at somebody else's house um, and just go to McDonald's for an hour? And, you know, if you've got 10 bucks, you can make it work. Yeah. Or uh, do things like that so that you can find that time alone with coach. And then the other thing is I always have to go back and remember is it's a ministry, mm. and he is... While he's away from home, he's spending so much time investing in those kids, and that's going to be the payback, is they're going to see how he is and that he's a godly man and a godly coach and that he does care about his wife, and that's one of the things that he's um, very good about is even on Friday nights, just walking off the field, holding my hand so that we model that for the kids. So it's you find the balance. Um, and then luckily for me, um, because I do work a lot and, um, and September and October are my crazy time and what I do, um, it kind of gives me a piece that he's still at work. And so if I need to stay a little longer and get it done, and then that way, when we come, if I get it done at the office, when I come home, then when he hits the door, we can be intentional in that time together. And not to mention, it seems like, um, Air conditioners break. Gas yes. Market. Everything like that happens yeah, during the season, right? Everything does. So, you, so, you, yes. so you're not bored. No. Never <laughs> bored. Um, I was teasing a friend of mine who makes um, T-shirts for coaches' wives that our new hashtag should be, um, it's not season till something breaks. Uh, and it's really true. Um, like you said, um, my car has died on the side of the road on the day of spring game, and he's like, well, good luck. 
you know, get there when you can. Uh, the air conditioner has broken. Yeah. I had another car that died and literally when we were having to sign the paperwork, I told the guy, you're going to have to go stand in the end zone during and, practice. And he, did. he, and he did. And he, he literally brought all the papers and Carl stood in the end zone um, during a break and signed all the papers. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then this week it was the gas line that got run over and killed our internet, which you really want to tell your coach the week that season starts that he has no TV and no internet. Fun times. Goes over um, well, then yeah. it's hard to watch video. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned, Laurel, Coaches Outreach. So for those that aren't familiar with it, just share a little bit about Coaches Outreach and then what it's meant to you as a couple. So um, it's an organization that does Bible studies with coaches, and then they also do, in the summer, they'll do marriage retreats for the coaches and their wives or, or their spouses. I know there are a lot of coaches' wives, I mean, coaches that are female that are married as well. And so they do marriage retreats. And uh, then they have the Bible studies for the coaches during the season, and now they have a... Um, an offshoot of that where they do Bible studies for the wives as well. Oh. So you're sitting in Bible study um, with a group of wives, and it's usually from other schools. And so you get that common bond together, and not only in Christ, but in the fact that you're all coaches' wives. Um, and you can walk through some of the scenarios. In some weeks, you're having Bible study, and other weeks, you're having counseling um, or support group. And, um, and then those become your friends outside. And so on Friday nights, uh, like the group I'm in, uh, just about every Friday night we played, we were playing against somebody. Um, and a lot were in our district um, that were other wives. And so we love each other and hug each other before the game starts. We have the guys battle it out on the field. And then we're back in the middle of the field afterwards hugging each other and going, great job. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Coach's Outreach is a, is a great ministry. Uh, for those that don't know, it was originally started by Tommy Maxwell, who played professionally mm-hmm. with the Colts. And and uh, they really started here in Texas, and they started with just doing Bible studies for coaches. Um, and they do free Bible studies. They set up a lay leader for you, mm-hmm. so you don't have to lead it yourself. Uh, they actually provide the Bible study book for you. Uh, they've done a great job of making it simple. You know, you can do it. The study, and you know, if you spend ten minutes a day, it's a you know small scripture, some questions. They've got study notes in there, so they really designed it for coaches because they know our schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, it, it out it offshooted into the marriage conferences that they have, and they'll bring in speakers, and um, and it's really cool because you're bringing in coaches from all over the state uh, in, in different classifications, and you know when you're sitting there in a group and you're talking about being at 6A and what all we have our problems and then you, you have the 1A coach that's going I'm doing everything by myself and I'm coaching everything it puts it in perspective sometimes for both for everybody uh, but they, it's, it's an amazing organization you know they're, they're reaching out into other states now doing the Bible studies as well um, but it's just something that we started when, my, when we first got married uh, I saw it in the ad in the coaches magazine mm. and it was for the marriage retreat and I was like hey this is going to be a great vacation it was $75 Wow. For the weekend. I was like, hey, we're going. And and that kind of started us. And so we've been now, so we've been married 21 years, and we've been 19 of the 21 years. Uh, We missed two. One because we went on a cruise, and the other one we went to an FCA uh, retreat instead that year. Uh, But it's just something that we're really passionate about and involved in. 
Um, just a great organization and ministry. I've been amazed just over the last six months um, meeting guys from all of the state doing the podcast that that's how they've met a lot of their friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. talking to one coach at Highland Park who was telling me about a guy that he met at, a mar- at one of the coaches' mm-hmm. average marriage retreats from San Antonio. They've seen each other once, but yet they, they text like every week now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. and yeah. then I had one guy was that I, I interviewed in January. I've never met him still. He was texting me from the retreat this year going, hey, my small group leader who's out of Odessa, you need to call him and interview him. So it's just it's amazing how powerful it is and, and the number of coaches you see that truly are believers. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I, a lot of people don't realize that no. the number truly is big. Yeah, and it's awesome when you get to those retreats and like he said, you're meeting the 1A wives or the 6A wives and you're in the panhandle all the way down to the coast of Texas and everywhere in between. And we said, um, you know, it's, we said if a bus ever breaks down, you know, you know a wife to call and mm. you can make it work, um, which has happened several times. Or we'll see on the thing of, hey, my son uh, was on his way to college and the trailer broke down and coaches at two a days and somebody on the site will come to the rescue uh, so that we're, you know, mm. you, you have this massive built-in network. And like you said, they're all believers. So you know that you can trust them with your children or with your team or whatever the case may be, you know, they're there for you immediately. Um, and we've even had cases where um, they've had children who have had to be transported to Dallas for or another big city for treatment or something mm. in the hospital. And the groups that will you know, show up at the hospital to take care of you. Um, so it's a sisterhood, it's a brotherhood, and it's a ministry all in one. That's good. So, Carl, is there any advice you'd offer a coach that's listening? Um, you know, we talked about balancing the demands, but because of the pressure to be a great coach, a great teacher, you know, is there anything else you would add to a coach that's struggling in that area? I mean, I... I think the first and foremost is you, you got to be true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we all start out as coaches and we have this five-year plan, this 10-year plan that I'm going to climb the ranks, I'm going to be D.C., I'm going to be head coach, I'm going to be – and a lot of times – and I think those are all good to have, to have those goals and to have those desires. But I think you also have to be un, be comfortable with where you are at times, and that's hard to do. You know, early on I started out and I was climbing and I was going, and then for a while there I was just kind of – it felt like I plateaued, and, and, and you have to come to a realization that you're okay with what, you, what you're doing because God's using you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're not comfortable in who you are, then you're never going to be comfortable in what you're doing. Um, and and that, that's hard to do, uh, you know, especially in, in this day and age where it's all about instant gratification, titles, um, you know. Um, I want it now, and, and it doesn't happen right away. Um, and, and just to be faithful, you yeah. know, I think as a coach, you know, loyalty doesn't mean that you, 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 you turn a blind eye and you agree with everything. But loyalty is being in the moment of where you are in that program and you build into your fullest. Um, and if it's not if, and if it's something that you don't agree with, then then you can look elsewhere. But you've got to be loyal. And that's part of, I think, coaching and, and that bond, because, you know, when we're working together, 15, 17, 10 guys, whatever, and you're, you're coaching kids you're dealing with parents, you're dealing with administration. If we don't have a bond as a group, as a coach, uh, a coaching staff, then it's very easy to fracture. And when you're you're fighting against each other, you're talking about each other, that'll just destroy a, a team. You know, I mean, a team. A team will never be successful if your staff is not successful. I was going to say, if the coaches aren't 
a team, how can you expect exactly the kids to yeah. be a team? Right? They're, they're going to they're they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, they're seeing what you're doing, and so um, you know it, it is a calling, and it's a tough it's a tough field. You know, we look at. I was talking with Joe Martin, the Texas High School uh, president. I guess he. I guess he's the director of it now, Texas High School Coaches Association, and they're talking about the number of jobs that weren't being filled because of the lack of coaches mm. or coaches that are getting out. Um, and, and I think that's part of education in, in, right. in theory and all. But you know, the number of people staying in it is hard, and because it's hard. Um, it's got It's a calling. You got to want to be here to do, really do it and to do it well. I heard somebody say or read somewhere out, probably on social media, I'm sure. But it was, you know, just like a preacher's call to preach, a coach's call to coach. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people see it as a job. No, you know? I, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of similarities between coaches and preachers. I, absolutely. Uh, just, just the way you know our jobs work, our ministry. Um, it, it's nonstop. It's twenty four seven. It doesn't just turn off when I walk out of the yep. building and then go home. Um, there's always critics, um, <laughs> and, and whether and it doesn't matter. You can you can win the best. You can win state championship. You're gonna have a critic. You're gonna have the best sermon. You're gonna have critics. That's true. You know, I didn't it, about it, like it really that. goes that way. Yep. So there are there are a lot of similarities to the, the the positions. That's good. I'm glad you touched on that word callings. I think that's important for for people to remember. So this is a fun one I enjoy because I take notes when I record these. I like to go back. So this is um, about a lot of people have a favorite or life verse or maybe one that God's shown you recently. So I'm going to ask each of you. Um, Laurel, you want to go first? Sure. Um, mine is um, Proverbs 31:25, um, and I think it's a great verse for coaches' wives because um, it says she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Hmm. Um, and I think that's really important as a coach's wife um, to remember that, you know, you are clothed in that strength and in that dignity. And when the hours get long or the seasons get tough or the critics appear, um, to know that you, you're covered in that um, and that that can give you the ability to laugh and know that um, if you're you know, zero and nine for the season. And you know that that means, especially in Texas, that there's that chance that they're going to usher you out the door. Um, To know the fact that, um, you know, you can laugh at the days to come because you know that God's got this. He's got that plan. um, And if he's called you into this ministry, then he will place you where you need to be. And you can look back at those times and laugh and go, I learned a lot um, and I'm so glad that he's now placed me where I am. That's good. How about you, Carl? Um, this is one I found a couple of, a couple of years ago, but it really I think it fits with the, with the whole coaching and just my career. Uh, it's Exodus fourteen fourteen, and it says, "The Lord will fight for you. Hmm. You need only to be still." Ooh, that's good. Um, you know, and, and as coaches, it's hard because we're we're fixers, we're doers, we're we're doing it all. Um, you know, but as I look back through my coaching career, every job that I've had offered to me was something that was offered. It mm. wasn't that I was actively out there looking for it. Or the times when, you know, we had people in the community talking bad about us and, and wanting us fired. You know, it's, it's very easy to want to fight back and, and talk, but, you know, <laughs> you, you just you just need to be still and let God fight it. And uh, it's not to say that you don't do and right. you're not active, but, you know, as a believer to know that God is fighting for you, that, that's huge, and that's all I can ever ask for. That's a good one, whether you're coaching or not. That'd yeah. <laughs> so last question, um, the two words, all in, real big in sports. No, everybody knows what it means, but also to be a follower of Christ, Jesus made it very clear that 
you know, we have to deny ourselves. So in a practical sense, what does that look like in your daily walk to be all in with Christ? I think it's just your total actions. I mean, as a coach, what, what am I portraying to these kids, to the people around me? If I'm not truly portraying Christ, then I'm not all in. I'm, 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 I'm being false. And it's hard sometimes. You know, because the human flesh, you have you have desires and, and dreams, and you know it's very easy to do in this day and age to get caught up in everything else. But uh, if I'm not doing my job, and, and if I'm not close to Christ, then it shows. You know, when, when, and even within our relationship, when I'm, you can tell when when I'm not doing Bible study, our relationship gets rough. And she'll go, "Hey, are you doing your Bible study?" Or, or I'll go, "Hey, have you done your Bible study?" In a while? You know, how does that but, go when you ask her? Some days better than others, but but I think, right. but we've come to that relationship right. and that agreement that we know. You know, when we're close to Christ and modeling Christ, then there's nothing that can stop us. You know, even the good time, you're gonna have bad times, but you're able to get through it, and you don't feel like you're just abandoned. Very good. You have anything to add, Laurel? Yeah, um, for me, it's you know whether I'm sitting in the stands or talking to a parent or an athlete, I want them to know you know, that I'm all in and that they see it in my actions in the stands. So when the game gets tough or um, you hear the criticisms in the crowd, um, you know, that when they turn to me, that they see the grace Mm. um, and that they see Jesus in my actions um, and that I'm not, you know, preaching one thing off the field, but then while we're in the stands doing something completely different. Um, I want people to see Jesus in every action. Um, and sometimes that's harder than others. Um, but just to, like I said, take that moment, breathe in with Jesus and extend that extra grace. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I know uh, we talked a lot about the demands um, on both of y'all. So this is week one of practice. So thanks for setting aside time to do this. Uh-huh. I know there's a lot of other things you could be doing, so I do appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we've thanks been wanting for having to us. A couple on, so I couldn't think of a better one uh, since I've known y'all longer than anybody, any other coach that I know, um, to do this. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you Our for pleasure. having us. Thank you again to both Carl and Laurel for joining me on a busy time to, to share their story and their passion um, for coaching and reaching student athletes for Christ and modeling a godly marriage. And, and I, I just want to give them a, a huge thank you for their transparency and being very open. Um, and even walking through a very difficult time of not having their own biological children, but understanding that that God's plan is still perfect and how God revealed himself, even through, as Laurel talked about, their 40 days of prayer they went through as a couple when they were going through this difficult journey and, and how God just used that time to show them his plan, and that is to love on those that need it most. And that's young men through Carl's coaching and just watching how they've adopted these young men and, and, young, and young ladies who are involved in, 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 in the football program. And again, just a huge thank you to them for their encouragement. And, and I know their hearts. I hope you got a glimpse of their passion to, to teach not only sports, but teaching young men and young women how to live a godly life, what it looks like to follow Christ and modeling a godly marriage to all those that they come in contact with. And Laurel's special heart and passion for encouraging coaches' wives through her writing. 
um, just an amazing couple. So thank you again. I hope you've been encouraged. I, I hope you'll share this episode with somebody. Um, I know there's somebody in your life that um, has come to mind as you've listened to this that needs to be encouraged. So, so hit the share button. Thank you for listening. We always love to hear from you. You can look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just type in All In Sports Outreach or our website, allinsportsoutreach.org. That's www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Social media and our website. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do, and opportunities to, to pray for us, to surf with us, and to give. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your encouragement.